0: Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast, featuring in-depth conversations with executives, leaders, influencers, and journalists in this dynamic, high-stakes industry. Hosted by Craig Pickett, founder of North Star Group, the boutique executive search firm for the aerospace industry. You'll learn how top aerospace executives are developing their people, competing for talent overcoming challenges and adjusting to industry trends to drive growth and profits. And now, let's join your host, Greg Pickett. Welcome back to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. Today I've got uh, I got Matt Johnson back on with me. Matt is my good friend, producer. He's also a fellow podcaster. He's got the uh, the UX podcast. Um, has some great, great guests on there all the time. So, uh, you know, uh, really solid marketing and business leadership topics. So, uh, make sure you look up Matt Johnson and uh, UX podcast as well. But, uh, but today we're here to talk about. Get your guns up, Matt. Texas Tech. <laughs> and the great run they had at the NCAA finals, mm-hmm. which was incredible. Everybody who knows me knows I'm a Texas Tech fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Graduated from there. For 30 years, I watched them lose. It was, the was the one year. Actually, two years in a row. They made it to the Elite Eight last year. They made it to the finals this year. Um, it's interesting how they're really becoming very competitive in all sports in the Big 12. What yes, is-
1: as, as a as a Husker fan, formerly of the Big 12, I have watched the ascension of Texas Tech, at least from the football side, and just watched a great... Great, great video that really broke down the Mike Leach coaching tree, and so I've I've been kind of a distance Texas Tech fan for that reason. But I never got into the basketball side, so let's talk about uh, some of the takeaways because we're we're also in an environment where Tiger Woods just the weekend at the weekend before we're recording this, just so that you understand the context we're talking about. Uh, Tiger Woods has just won the his latest Masters, uh, which nobody expected. I mean, uh, we talk about a dark horse. Uh, that was uh, flabbergasted, uh, the sports world. So that, that's kind of the environment that we're talking in. So lessons from Tiger Woods and Texas Tech. So first of all, what were your takeaways from, from the Texas Tech game?
0: So, so the te- yeah, here's a couple of takeaways, and here's the way I look at it. I go, you know what? You know, uh, Chuck Yeager used to always say, give me, a, give me a good pilot and a mediocre airplane, and I'll, I'll beat a mediocre pilot and a great airplane all day long. Basically, what he was saying was, coaching skills and practice, you know, takes all. Yeah, and, and you know, people that practice their craft and you know, great teamwork, you know, it's amazing what they can accomplish. And you know, I, I, you know, I, I know people get tired of the sports analogies, but I kind of like them because I think sports and business are very much synonymous. In a lot I agree. Of um. But I think you you get a team that was predicted to be seventh in the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden everybody's looking at them. They're going, "Wait a minute, these guys are really good." And they watch them more and more and more. I watched them all season long. I watched every game, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, "Man, they got they got you know they got great teamwork. They work well together. They mesh well together. They've got some superior coaching that's competitive, and." they take it to new heights and my, my business analogy there. And then, you know, same thing with Tiger Woods, the guy comes out of nowhere. In fact, he was at a dinner and he looks at his, his, you know, fellow golfers and says, I think I'm done, you know, but, you know, but he's competitive as hell. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, you know, look, yeah, you, know, you take people that are in the cubes in the corner somewhere, they're competitive, they're good. They just want to be coached. They want to play on a good team. They want to do well and succeed. And if they are allowed to do well and succeed, they can be, it's always that dark horse that comes up and bites you. It comes up and bites you. I mean, you think about, so I look at Tiger, I look at Texas Tech, two people that nobody came. I'm looking, then I kind of equate that to the retail apocalypse now. Mm -hmm. Mall owners throughout the country. Are now dying on the vine because every retail, you know, retail shops are you know, nobody ever saw it coming. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's, I think what it is is it's a great, um, you know, a great lesson for companies to be saying, hey, you need to always be looking over your shoulder because you don't know who's going to come up and bite you in the butt tomorrow. You know, you yeah. don't know what tomorrow brings.
1: Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I mean, I think it's, if you look at new, technology innovations and how they kind of get rolled out into the marketplace and how how the flat part of that S-curve is when they first come out with a new innovation, like almost by definition, you look at that and go, ah, that'll never, that'll never really matter. That'll never amount to anything. You know, it's too small. It's too small of a percentage of the market or it won't quite work. You know, it's not, the technology's not there yet. Uh, it's easy to dismiss those things just like the same way Texas Tech was dismissed as a team. And the next the next thing you know, you've gotten you've gotten beat.
0: Yeah, they're competitor. You know, you know yeah. I look at the you know, you know ten years ago, oil was traded at 150 bucks a barrel. Okay. And the offshore oil well drill, the offshore oil companies were were CHC helicopter, Bristow helicopter, petroleum helicopter inc, PHI, all of the helicopter services companies were they were buying up every helicopter. They're ordering more. New industry, a whole new industry was coming in the helicopter leasing side, mm-hmm. and nobody bothered to ask what happens if oil falls to fifty bucks, <laughs> forty bucks, or thirty bucks, or what happens if this fracking thing in West Texas really comes on hard. Right. Well, all of a sudden. CHC helicopter, yeah, reorganized in bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. PHI just reorganized in bankruptcy. Bristow's got one foot in the grave. Two helicopter leasing companies have had to reorganize in bankruptcy because nobody asked the question. You know? Yeah. So you know, you know, it makes me just think that hey, look, you know, it's it's always good to have one or two contrarians on your team. Going, hey guys, I know this. <laughs> I know it's all well and good, and, yeah. You know, the sky is blue today. But what happens if it starts raining tomorrow?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we were talking a little bit about this before we hit record. Uh, that there, there's a great. I, it's not a direct quote. I'm going to paraphrase it, but we we were joking around about this because it's so true, and you've seen this in action, which is the Warren Buffett quote that basically the it's extremely difficult for anyone in the C-suite or even on the board to say something that doesn't confirm what the CEO is already doing and thinking. Mm-hmm. And you've seen this, you were talking about with, with GE, you know, it's, uh, and, and that's not obviously the first example either.
0: I think GE is a great example. I mean, I think Jack Welch, you know, Jack Welch created the you know, the finance side of the business and he made it hum. And, you know, a lot of GE's growth and profits were because GE became a major player in Financing airplanes, financing uh, heavy equipment, things like that. You know, the, you know you know. Then ML takes over, and all of a sudden, you know the the banking crisis hits, in you know 2007, eight, nine, All of a sudden, new regulations totally changed the game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You know he couldn't go down the the finance. They were they were they were becoming a too big to fail entity, and the banking community was going to change the way they did business. So, all of a sudden, ML has to play by different different rules. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, nobody on the board of directors, they, they went and did a bunch of stupid things. They bought,
2: you know,
0: Alstom Power, even though that, you know, the deal got worse and worse. Every day they woke up. Mm-hmm. The deal, you know, none of the board of directors. I, I look at, you know, is a $9 stock now. And I'm still not buying it. And I look at, you know, there were 12 captains of industry, you know, so supposedly backing up in ML. And not one of them spoke up and said, "You know what? What happens if?" They just they rubber stamped everything. Yeah. And 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 look, you know, GE as a company, um, I'll tell you right now, they are some incredibly smart. I mean, I talked to some GE executives, you know, in the trenches. Mm-hmm. They're unbelievably smart, and I feel bad for them because I think they got damaged by bad leadership. You know, a uh, you know, CEO who you know, just wanted to make the deal happen and a board of directors who wanted to rubber stamp it and things went south and now you got a whole company of people who are kind of dealing you know, trying to pick up the mess
2: and, Yeah. You
0: know, look, I feel bad for it. So I think it's, it just comes down to, there should always be somebody going, what if, you know, and, and they may be, they may be jerks. The, 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 guy may, the guy who's walking on the left side of the road, everybody just wants to beat the crap out of him. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that person serves a purpose. And Just getting getting
1: things to think a little bit different. Yeah, I would tend to agree. I mean, I understand. I understand that the structure of bureaucracy tends to fight that, and what you end up with is is a rubber stamping organization. Uh, it takes a really strong leader to not be so strong that you shut out all voices that contradict what you say. Like it, it takes someone that's very, very secure in their own strategic thinking to allow there to be people on like in their inner circle that strongly disagree because uh, a lot of times that comes down to not just differences in how you analyze the situation. It's differences in values. For example, you know, being counters versus sales guys, that's an easy one. They have different values they, at the fundamental level of who they are as a person, they have different values of what's important and what's not. And it's really easy as a leader to kind of start shutting those people out, out of the door and not allowing them into the inner circle because they don't share your values. But yeah. yeah, you're, it's, you're right. It's healthy to have those people, even if their only function is to get is to ask the outrageous questions that don't come naturally to you as a leader.
0: Right. Well, I think that the, you know, the, look, you know, I've been a salesperson all my life and there's, you know, I always love it. You know, there's reality and then there's sales reality. With the two. <laughs> <boxes>. <laughs> It's like, yeah, oh, we can yeah. ship that tomorrow. It's going yeah, to be awesome. Yeah, you, know, you know, the sales guy comes in and says, hey, look, I got this great deal. Great customer, great deal. And then you got the CFO or the finance person who's looking at it and going, man, the, you know, the margins are really thin on this. Like, yeah, but, you know, the, the guy's going to buy more and the guy's going to buy more. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, look, yeah, the sales people always call it the anti-sales team. Right. And, <laughs> anti-sales. You know, I think about it like, look. The deal that doesn't, the sales guy deal that doesn't make any money isn't worth doing. If, if you're not going to make any money off it, let's not, let's not do the deal.
2: Yeah.
0: So, you know, the, the, this the, the sales, the, you know, we'll call it the, the sales support team, i.e. the finance guys are the ones that can come back to the sales guy who says, yeah, but they're going to buy 20 more of these things. Well, okay. 20 more at what price? Or are they going right. to be, are they going to be this thin? Cause then we got, then we got 20 bad deals. Or is it going to be. We sell them one at you know thin margin and then they're gonna buy the rest at retail, that's a different scenario.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So you know that's but that's where the teamwork comes in and the the coaching and the teamwork, it's like, hey, look, nobody's trying to stop commerce here, no. but let's analyze this thing and see if we can't get a better solution or a better conclusion.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's the deal that it shouldn't be competing PLs, it shouldn't be the finance guys are always screwing up my deal or the sales guys are always bringing in. Crappy deals because like salespeople have to deal with customers and they're mm-hmm. getting, you know, getting beat up and finance people have to deal with the aftermath and they're getting beat up. And yeah, I get it. And, yeah. and what there everybody feels be- beat up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I look, you know, I could, yeah, that's, yeah. But, yeah, we're exaggerating here, yeah, okay. you know, but uh, yeah, there's gotta be this teamwork that sits there and says, Hey, look, the goal of the organization is we're trying to get to here. Now we can, you know, let's help, let's help each other get to where we need to be yeah and if you want to be i I think you know contrarians you know if if contrarians are telling the emperor he's got no clothes one you better have enough confidence to be right and say okay you got no clothes and here's why um but that takes a lot of that takes a lot of courage too i mean sometimes that you know sticking your neck out is about something a lot of people are willing to do so yeah i think maybe the new culture is hey look we want people to you know, we want people to be part of the team. We want people to support the team. But hey, look—if you see something going wrong, you know, raise your hand and let's talk about it without you know, without judgment.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. There's there's a great uh, there's a great book called Seeking Wisdom from Darwin to Munger. It's about Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett's business partner, and it just made a great point, which is that for most for most people, most executives, it is easier to be uncon it's easier to be conventionally wrong than unconventionally right. And that's a tough that's a tough battle to uh, to fight, you know, tough battle to fight. So if, yeah. if somebody wants to, uh, if they are the fresh blood or somebody wants to bring in flesh blood, how do they reach out? How do they connect and uh, make sure they're putting the right people in the right seats on the
2: bus?
0: Give me a call, 910-509-7129. Email is Craig at North Star ESG. New website coming, Matt. Can't wait.
1: It's going to be good because that's a great place for people to go. You've been blogging there for years. You've always yeah. talked about your views and opinions on what's going on in the industry at large. So you talk about way more than just the the war for great talent. This is also about just what's going on in the industry. We just did an episode on the Boeing issue. Like there's all kinds of stuff there that's going to be on the way.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, look, it's, you, know, you can always tell when I've had one, two-minute cups of Starbucks, the blog goes crazy. but. Uh, <laughs>
1: I was not expecting Starbucks. I was thinking a nice, a nice Scotch neat, but uh, maybe. No, 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 no. I don't
0: drink any- it. I, I, I don't drink much anymore. No Scotch neats. Just, okay. uh, just, just, just the big. I don't know what is it. The venti. The, you
1: the, substituted a venti, venti latte for the... For the,
0: the, the, the monster Starbucks sometimes too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man! So that's when the blog goes crazy. All right. Well, everybody should go check that out. We appreciate everybody listening. Craig, this is a lot of fun. I love these solo episodes. These are a blast. And uh, thank you so much for
0: doing. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.